0: Smith
1: And I'm Jenny Smith,
0: and this is worth playing for the Survivor podcast. All right, so we're back. We're back. This is very exciting.
1: Unexpectedly, uh,
0: very unexpectedly as those uh, who probably figured it out uh, from, you know, uh, uh, an episode cast assess- a reassessment episode uh, that we promised months ago that never got recorded. Uh, we kind of I went back to school and Jen is a wedding photographer, and summer is the busy season for her. And so this got pushed to the back burner. And frankly, we really were thinking—I mean, six hours ago, yeah, we're done. Like this, this isn't going to happen. We're going to watch
1: Survivor, have a good night, yeah, and then go to bed.
0: Yeah, Um, and uh, but yeah, a number of people—all of you rallied. (laughs) I'd say about five percent of you rallied, but it was enough (laughs) that uh, you know because. We don't have a huge audience, and it's very easy to to think in terms like that, uh, that like no one who, will miss who, us. Who cares? Yeah, you know. Um, but the fact that some people actually do care and and we're you know asking us via Twitter, via email, via, via comments, like hey, are you guys coming back? What's you know are you what's going on? So uh, so yeah, we decided to do this. Partially, this is because I I looked at my. Uh, I schedule my classes, and I think this 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 quarter at least is not going to be as uh, stressful as I thought it was going to be. We
1: think we can do it. Bear with us.
0: Yeah. So we will we'll we'll do our best. Uh, I There's could-
1: nothing more annoying than an inconsistent podcast, and we don't want to be that, and we right. know that, but.
0: But we, on top of everything else, mid-October, we're going to have some people in town, and so that this might be difficult to do, or those people might just have to deal with it Yeah. Uh, while we watch Survivor, which they are not going to be interested in at all. Really? Yeah, Alex watches. I'm talking about the other two. Oh, no, they don't care at all. Oh, yeah, I didn't think so. Um, but, uh, well, that's all right. Listeners always come first. That's uh, something I've learned over the course of podcasting. If it means you live in a one-bedroom apartment and your wife has to seclude herself in the bedroom while you record your podcast, that's what you do. Because the listeners come first. Um, Thanks for that, by the way, all those years, honey. No problem. So, okay. Because we weren't going to do this, I watched nothing Nothing. to get ready for this season.
1: We were not enthralled.
0: I was not looking forward to the season. We don't like
1: the premise. Didn't yeah. care. Thought we'd just show up on a Wednesday night at eight PM, yeah. sit on the couch.
0: My general attitude not eat was pizza and watch. Yeah. My general attitude was let's just get through this on our way to the next All-Stars <laughs> and we'll have a lot of fun. Um so There aren't
1: all stars though without normal seasons. You know, you can't just live for the all-star exactly. seasons.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um
1: like Aubrey still is just I'm already in love with Hannah because she reminds me of Aubrey. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. I thought,
0: I thought, oh, geez, wow. They just really steered right into that. Yeah. Um,
1: so the point is you got to, you got to meet new players. Yeah. This season could be great.
0: Yes, it could be. And, and there were, there were players last season that we liked quite a bit, mm-hmm. including Aubrey, who is obviously going to be on the next season. Yep. Um, so, okay. Uh, as Jen said, we weren't thrilled about the premise. I tend not to like theme seasons. I don't necessarily like, I didn't like Old versus Young in Nicaragua. I don't like Brains, Bronze, Beauty. When
1: was the last time they didn't do a theme?
0: I feel like maybe San Juan del Sur. But that was. Oh, that was. Oh, that was a. Lost one. Like. That was uh, Blood versus Water. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's, that's a, still that's, a theme. It's a theme. It is.
1: That's actually a more potent theme because you can't mix up the tribes and get rid of that.
0: Well, I guess what I like about that as a theme is that it's not arbitrary. So many of these themes like white collar, yeah. blue collar, no collar. Like there are some jobs where it's like, mm, That on, is guys. what
1: frustrates me is that they seem to cast the season and then decide on a theme. Yeah, And they really should do it the other way around. I mean, Cass's famous line, like, I'd like to see the data on yeah. the brain tribe and how they arrived there, because this is crap. Yeah. And that's so accurate. There's a model on the Gen X.
0: Well, and that's, there's nothing wrong with him being a model. It's that he's, so here's the issue that immediately cropped up for you and me specifically. Yes. We are both 34.
1: Yes. Born in 82. 82.
0: Born in 82, which was the cutoff for Gen X, mm-hmm. according to Survivor. However, this being a conversation that I've had with David on air on Battleship Pretension more times than we should have, <laughs> uh, I do know that officially in the, you know, kind of out there in the ether, uh, 1980 seems to be milen- uh, oh, no, the cutoff No, it's not just the millennial. ether.
1: It's according to Wikipedia. Uh,
0: yeah, I guess that's pretty official. It's a
1: reputable source.
0: Yeah. People can take that, you know, if, if something says, if somebody says something that's not true, people can change it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 1980, if you're born 80 or like 80 to 94, four, mm-hmm. then you're a millennial. Yes. So, you know, which is weird to think about, uh, because, you know, I have listeners that are 19, uh, I guess 94, I guess at this point you'd be 22. Uh, so yeah, you're out of college. Oh boy. I'm feeling old. Um,
1: I wasn't out of college until 23. Just depends.
0: Yeah, it depends. But still you're rapid. You're moving towards adulthood at this I point. I didn't
1: fail. I was just at the older end of my class.
0: Right. Yes. I'd like to
1: clarify. Right. Uh,
0: that's a whole other story that, uh, I still don't totally understand why you were, uh, you're only a few months younger than me, but you're a whole year. Because if you're
1: me. born in the summer, you can go Oh yeah. ahead. That's right. Or do another year of preschool. That's it doesn't right.
0: matter. Uh, anyway, so so I wasn't too thrilled. And another thing that I don't like about themed seasons that I feel like doesn't necessarily play into blood versus water. Okay. Because, like I said, themed seasons are arbitrary. Blood versus water. You do have a connection with this other person in they some cast capacity.
1: Correctly, they pick yeah. the theme and then cast loved ones.
0: Yeah. Whereas this, I think people. If you and I were to be on Survivor, not during Blood versus Water, just, you know, separately or together, we were on Survivor, and then they said, okay, uh, this is Brains, Bronze, Beauty, mm-hmm. and then they cast you as Beauty and me as Brains... You know, that's I... That's very
1: sweet of you, but very inaccurate.
0: Oh, honey, come on now.
1: I would not um, be on the
0: beauty tribe. Well, how about this? If it was old and young and you and I are both on the old tribe... Um, we would be. We would be. That's the thing. That's not
1: a new revelation. Sari was on the old tribe when she was 32, her first season.
0: Yeah, which is crazy to me. You know, Shane was our age when he was on the old tribe. <sighs> and so, But what? but that's the thing is anytime Survivor or maybe just life... I I've, I've, I do find this interesting socially but anytime survivor puts a label on someone there are people that will grab that label and like use it as like a point of pride meanwhile if only they knew that yeah no one no one cared on in production they just looked for something that worked
1: also i feel like when they did four tribes with four races the white people couldn't really grab onto that and and say white pride. I remember (laughs) Penner and Parvati specifically commenting on the situation in a a very PC kind of way, whereas the Latinos, I seem to remember, like a camaraderie, uh, were a hardworking bunch. Um, They latched onto qualities that are typically associated with Latinos and ran with it, and the white people really weren't allowed to do that.
0: And it's, you know, and, and there's just so many different, the only word I can think of is genre. There's so many different genres of groups like, Hey, we're a bunch of white people, but if you're Jewish, that's a very specific type of culture that not every, that somebody who's raised Italian can't I was really relate say, to.
1: Italian is like confusing to me because they can be very yeah. dark skinned. I don't I don't get it.
0: Yeah. It's, you know. There, once upon a time uh, the Irish were told to uh, stay out of stores and that sort of thing and were exactly. uh, exploited horribly you know so it's a very again, so this goes to what I'm saying like, about are like, it's, Hawaiians it's so, white I don't know
1: they're American
0: I think they would probably identify as i I have no idea actually I mean not uh, if Americans we have any Hawaiian white, listeners, what?
1: not all Americans are white. I'm not implying that, but that's right.
0: America. It's melting pot. Yeah. It's everybody.
1: I mean, every country is at this point.
0: Yeah. But like, you know, I, my friend, uh, my friend Bobo, who is on uh, more than one lesson. He is, uh, he's Korean. Uh-huh. He's Korean American, but he, he identifies as, he would say he's Asian. Um, and I think most of right. the people in, uh, on that season, what season was that? 13, 14. I don't recall anyway, but, uh, the race season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so that's what I mean. It's just, I guess it does give people a sense of solidarity with their tribe that Mm -hmm. they might not have otherwise. So there is that. But at the same time, the sooner they drop that, the happier I am.
1: What's interesting about that is the common thread between all these different... um, Themes mm-hmm. is that the hardworking people are the people are the people who think they're the hardworking people are the people who latch onto it the most. Oh the yeah, the blue collars, the Latinos, and in this season, the older group. We yeah. work hard for what we do. Yeah. Blah blah blah.
0: Yeah, there's such a, a downplaying of the of millennials and that sort of thing.
1: I think that they latch onto it more and are less fluid and less willing to shift and blend. They're yeah. not chameleons.
0: Yeah, I, and that's the thing is I, I have no doubt that the that you know the producers who are asking them questions in confessionals are saying, hey, as a millennial, what do you think of this? You know, they're not going to come up with a theme for this season and then let the players drop it as fast as they can, right? Um, so I often
1: wonder how they pro- pose that to the players. You know, if you were going to ask Taylor, for instance, wouldn't you say, hey, bro? Talk about being a, you know, a, a millennial. Yeah. But if they were going to talk to a Gen Xer, I feel like they would pose it very much more formally.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's so interesting thinking about Gen X and I, it does speak to it's 20. It is now 2016. I have no, I am sure they shot this in 2015. No, I guess they probably shot it this year, right?
1: No. Yeah. They shot it this year.
0: Okay. Um, you know, that at this point, Gen X, which, you know, I'm at this point, I'm old enough to think that Generation X, they're like, that's like Ethan Hawke in Janine Garofalo <laughs> in the mid 90s. You know, that's that movie, Reality Bites and Empire Records. Gen X, they're the ones Not that made Winona Pulp writer Not Winona Ryder,
1: Janine Garofalo.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Janine Garofalo, because that's Janine Garofalo has like that a disaffected distance from things completely
1: and, but very nerdy whereas ethan hawk is hot
0: sure i'm just I, again i'm thinking of like very specific types of romantic comedies um, and just dramas like singles and reality bites yes and that sort of thing um
1: reality bites sums it up
0: yeah and uh so yeah i think of gen x as like they're trying to be you know edgy and that sort right. of thing but you know they're in their 30s and 40s now.
1: That's because we were young and looking up to them. Exactly. And now we're old looking down on millennials. Yeah. We're stuck in the middle. Yeah,
0: we're right in the middle. We which...
1: really watched the episode not really identifying with either group.
0: Yeah. And invariably you would have, you know, there are millennials that that said they felt like they they can't really relate to people in their age group, which is definitely how I have often felt
1: well not only can we sometimes not relate to people in our literal age group but if you're talking about a generation that's an a span of 20 years so we're talking about a 40 year span yeah and i don't really identify with anyone 20 years older than me or younger than me and so because we're right in the middle yeah it's easy for us to feel unincluded in either
0: group yeah it's uh it's and I guess, you know, good for the show that now I, I find myself wondering uh, how many people are having this converse this type of conversation. I mean, I think there was even a hashtag of like, which one are you or whatever it is. Um, I ignore those hashtags because no one uses them. Maybe sure, on Twitter. I'm sure some. Yeah, that's that's where they use them. And uh, but I I don't like I don't like that the show dictates what i should talk about i'm gonna say what i want
1: this is literally like old people talking though maybe (laughs)
0: they use a shit on twitter but i don't i'm not on twitter so i don't know i'm on twitter with four accounts thank you very much because i'm hip and i understand how things work
1: Exactly. but who said that on on the show today dave uh i mean i hate twitter i mean i'm on twitter but i hate it
0: Oh, As I think that said. was, I think that was Zeke. Oh that yeah, was a, Zeke, that was a for sure, for sure. Um,
1: but the oldest one who did not, not necessarily the oldest one, but who did not it. He oh, was yeah. like, I feel much older than them. I yeah. don't identify with them. Yeah,
0: he says, you know, he's like, I, I do feel like, okay, so he's got that Hawaiian shirt. He has a mustache. Yep. Is he trying to emulate Magnum P.I.? from uh do you know that show no it's with tom Selleck, and it was from the 80s <laughs> oh yeah i'm feeling old in which he was a, a private detective pi a private investigator uh in hawaii and he wore a hawaiian shirt and he had that mustache and i, I feel like Zeep what's was so funny
1: though is the way that he styles himself with his glasses and his mustache and his attire he very much looks like a millennial mm-hmm. but he is listed as an assistant manager he's 28 and sort of looks around at them like I don't want to be here with these children.
0: Yeah. And it's it's going to be I feel like it's going to be difficult to talk about the show without being judgmental uh, or or sounding judgmental from time to time.
1: I think that's a problem with all of these themes.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, when it was blue-collar, white-collar, no-collar, like, it was so clear, even just the way Probst framed things, like, all right, we all agree that the white-collars are, like, the villains, right? It's like, they're not really. They don't have to be, um, especially... so they
1: kept winning, so they didn't become... the Like, we spend time with the losing tribes, so we get to know them more. Right. Like, we're not talking about individual players as people right now. We're talking about them as, as yeah. groups or stereotypes.
0: Yeah. And invariably... Which I, which I think is true anytime you, you group somebody together by it could be race, it could be gender, it could be age it could be religion I feel like that's a thing that we tend to see first but almost invariably you, once you get to know that person you could have somebody that, that has all of those things in common with you and you don't get along with that person at all. Completely. You know, uh, but there could be people that you differ with 100% but you actually get along with really well.
1: I mean, do they do they think they just need a shtick every time? Because essentially, we're all people, and yeah. and we're they're they're casting the same kind of group of people every time. Yeah. The collars are very much like millennials or Gen Xers. Like, no collar is millennials. Mm-hmm. White collar is Gen X. Yeah. Blue collar is also you know just somewhere
0: in between. Yeah.
1: So are they just finding a way to relabel all of us every season to, to have like a shtick going into it and why?
0: Well, it seems to me when you get to Gen X versus millennials, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel of labeling.
1: Like why can't we think of something else?
0: Yeah. Or nothing. Yeah. That's an option. I'm fine with that, but I recognize that they maybe they feel like this is that they just have to do that every time. Marketing
1: wise they might not be able to get away with nothing.
0: I mean I guess they need a I guess when you get this far into something you need yeah. some kind of hook. Um but I feel like the and fans are going to watch either way. You're not are you bringing in a new Is Survivor bringing in new listener uh, new viewers at this point? So
1: their hook used to be where are we going to next, right? Yeah. But they just go to the South Pacific almost every season Yeah, now.
0: that doesn't matter. So uh, anymore. Right. Australia,
1: and, Africa, South Pacific.
0: Yeah, Gabon. Stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Gabon was amazing.
1: That's Africa.
0: I know, but they said, but I'm. Well, there that was, was a Survivor than the Africa, Africa season, I see and then what there you're was saying. Survivor Gabon,
1: right? Um, or even you know, South America. Yeah. Amazon. China. Nicaragua. China. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, it was a very exciting. It, it was exciting to see that. I guess everything that was a hook. Yeah. Y- you know, the viewer gets used to it. Was watch these people survive, and then
1: and then that then it w-
0: then it became. Oh, gameplay and alliances. Okay, but now that's
1: Well, and the hook is like, where are we going and what are they going to battle as as the elements? Is that what you mean? Like, how are they going to survive part? Sure.
0: And then after season one, they realized, okay, there's definitely another hook here, which is gameplay. I just
1: wonder if production got lazy and they were like, we get the South Pacific and what that's like. We just want to keep going back there. Like, you know, there are plenty of islands where we're going to be uninterrupted. I know from Reed and and going to um, Nicaragua? Why did I just blank? What's just north of Costa Rica? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Nicaragua. Okay. Uh, San Juan de That they had to close down a beach to use. And the mm-hmm. natives were extremely irritated. Hmm. You know, they weren't out literally in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you get this far in... Everything can be sort of like clockwork. You know what the drill is, mm-hmm. and so if we can minimize things, we do. You know they're shooting it. They're shooting in Fiji now, which they haven't done since season fourteen or th- or thirteen, whenever Survivor Fiji was. Although I guess it was the same.
1: But case. to us, dumb Americans, it's all the same. It's just islands down there somewhere. No, I, I recognize on the way that, to Australia.
0: But, but like, I'm sure. Given the events of this episode, I'm sure production's like, okay, we're going back to uh, wherever (laughs) we went before because uh, we don't like this thing.
1: It was a bad time of year.
0: Maybe. It does. It was a
1: cyclone season, Jeff said.
0: Yeah. Now it seems to me, and I recognize that you can't, you know, you have to shoot at a specific time. It seems to me that the minute somebody says, uh, hey, it's cyclone season, you say, guess we're shooting somewhere else. I don't know.
1: Right. I don't think they can change the time of the year that they shoot. But they can change the location.
0: I'm sure there there had to have been like some uh, uh cursory amount of research done. Yeah, into how the many location. people
1: didn't Google that?
0: Yeah. Some or, intern in somewhere.
1: <laughs> the show- intern is not the one deciding where Survivor is. Filmed. No, but he's
0: the one doing the research and I'm sure he uh Is he? Yeah. I hope not. Yeah.
1: That's sad.
0: Yeah. That's the way it goes. And if his higher ups (laughs) never checked it out, if the interns were anything like me, (laughs) they didn't care much. Um, but, uh, so, uh, we should move on. Okay. Um, to the, so, well, okay. Keeping things broad. Okay. Uh, Knowing that you and I did not like that the Gen X versus Millennials hook, how do you how do you respond to it in episode one? Like, how do you think it played out? I'm just waiting
1: for them to mix it up, okay. merge, what? I, like, no, I'm bored. I'm bored by the shtick. I'm over it. Yeah, second chances was the only one where it mattered because it wasn't a label. It was based on their gameplay the time before. Yeah, it was specific to them. They were all well-versed in their confessionals Mm -hmm. already, so they were able to speak to their own... It was their own personal journey, and it looked different for everyone.
0: Yeah, when you looked at the what the show did it was people who've only played once before yep who didn't win yeah you know everything that the show did made it more specific whereas when you do something like this you make it's, it less specific Yeah, exactly um
1: and labeling there's a negative connotation either way yeah it was it was an equalizer on that season
0: yes it was yeah and i and
1: yeah i just i don't like it I'm bored. I literally have to keep looking at my sheet. Which is millennials? Which is Gen X? Don't know because I'm not in either one. Which is old and which is young? Yeah. I, I do appreciate that the old tribe does not seem that old. I was really bored with it leading up to this episode, like mm-hmm. uninterested in watching because I thought, well, the old people are just going to slowly lose right and get picked off and then we'll have to mix it up. Yeah. And it'll be really boring for five or six episodes. Now that could still happen because they did lose. But
0: but they lost on somebody saying they could do the puzzle and they couldn't, which is a very standard thing. It
1: wasn't because they had to drag, you know, a 65 year old through a maze.
0: Yeah. Like the biggest, the, the oldest and biggest guy there was the last one through, but he still went through fine.
1: I don't think he was the biggest. I think the first guy was.
0: And I wish I could remember.
1: Brett? Yeah. Brett with the Boston accent. Oh yeah, chilling with Chris. Yeah, that guy.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess they're all pretty. Chris, Paul, and Brett are all pretty big.
1: They're all pretty big.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: That's how Jeff is just douchey, man. He just says stuff during challenges, and I is like, I think I as a survivor would be like, Jeff, shut up. Let us do the challenge.
0: <laughs> and so, because like Jeff says this stuff, and it's like, hey, you're putting. You're putting ideas in people's heads. Yeah.
1: Like you called Paul out immediately yeah. during that challenge
0: as a, it's cause I think he said the biggest and I think he said the oldest
1: mm-hmm. he did.
0: And if you're Paul, it's like, look, everyone already knows I'm the oldest. I'm working really hard for them to try yeah. to forget that. You
1: already called that out when we were on the mat. Yeah. dividing up tribes.
0: And 51. And though Paul is as a larger man, but like he's also, what is he working like boat repair? That's a guy who's probably in pretty good shape. So, yeah, it it feels like and I recognize that Jeff has said in the past that, hey, I'm a I'm a thing that you can use uh, in your game. Yeah. But When he's just shouting stuff out during the challenge, you can't do anything about it. It's
1: almost like he's a commentator. But those guys are up in the box seats away from the players during sporting events. Yeah. They're not literally five feet away screwing their game over.
0: And I, I do think sometimes, like, well, maybe we hear Jeff better than they do. But you hear people responding to him during yeah, a challenge. Yeah, Rachel did. Oh, did she? what did she say? Oh, no, that's right. That's right.
1: He called her out on screwing up the puzzle. And she's yeah. like, well, I didn't do nothing. I did something, Jeff.
0: Yeah. And it's just like... And undoubtedly, everybody was probably going to blame her anyway. But I'm sure there's a part of her that th- that is, you know, as she's leaving, I'm sure there's part of her thinking wow, I wish he hadn't said that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because now
0: I have to try, because now any spin she puts, which is like, well, I did something. It looks, it, looks it forces defensive. her to look petulant yeah. and defensive and childish. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating. And honestly, it's just, it's the kind of thing Jeff does. I honestly, he didn't say that about uh, David. Like he, he does, he singles out nerds, but he also singles, he tends to single out like specific types of women if they're like not doing well. Yeah. And, uh, he's very, what, will
1: he, what would he have singled out with
0: David? Well, neither of them did well on the puzzle, uh, but he singled out her and not David.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and maybe he recognized that TV David is better TV. are not TV. supposed
1: to do that.
0: Yeah, they're, they aren't. But that's the thing is he's a TV host and the producer. And he recognizes that, you know, I need this show to be as uh,
1: like Chris Harrison does not influence the bachelor bachelorette. Phil does not influence the amazing racers. That's true. He might comment, but it's on the mat and only to that team. And it also has no bearing on the game.
0: Yeah. You and I did watch a season of uh, Project Runway over the summer. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, those, everybody's involved there, but that's just the nature of that game. They are not hosts. Tim Gunn is the host, right?
1: Yes, but he does not vote. Oh. He's a part of the runway, and he is their advocate.
0: I suppose I've watched
1: multiple seasons and you watch one episode. Trust me.
0: What I mean to say is that the person like the judges can see if he is advocating hard for somebody and not for somebody else. So like what is unspoken can be enough.
1: That is absolutely true. He will throw people under the bus who screw over their
0: outfits. Yeah, but that's the structure of that show. You know,
1: I shouldn't even say thrown under the bus. He will, he will blatantly say the truth, which is, yeah, they yeah. totally screwed up. Yeah, the difference in that show is that I do not think that the judges they already know that. Yeah, they already have their opinions. Yeah, so they're not influenced by Tim.
0: Yeah, they are. They're objective. They're doing mm-hmm. their own thing, uh, and he's and he's definitely an intermediate between both parties. Whereas Jeff is ideally he's supposed to be completely objective right. and is obviously not.
1: But it hasn't been in years. In years. That's why on the mat, at the beginning, I don't remember who he addressed the guy and the guy said, probes, yeah. like trying to get on his good side already. Yeah. He knows calling him by his last name, gets him into the, the bromance probesters.
0: Yeah. Ugh. um,
1: he would totally call me out. He's bitchy towards women. He screamed at Val on her first episode.
0: No, oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Oh man. Dig woman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And just. I'm interested to see if it goes to, if the millennials lose, mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested to see how he will treat some of those people. Is he going to just like give uh, Taylor just a big high five the whole time <laughs> and be like, yeah, which one's the hottest? Um, I don't know, but uh, but I guess we can move into. We've already started talking about individual players, so let's sure. go ahead and talk about Taylor. Okay, uh, Taylor so we'll and start Jay with the millennials. Yeah. Okay. Taylor, Jay, and Figgy. Yeah. Huh.
1: The try.
0: Uh, oh shoot! <laughs> the Triforce, which is a reference to the Legend of Zelda. Um, it's what you're striving for. Um. So Taylor is. I could see him going really far in this, in this game simply because he's oblivious. Um,
1: he could be a Fabio.
0: He could be a Fabio. He could be an Eddie. Yeah. He could be a Rodney. Yeah. Like these, you know, Fabio is at least good natured. I could see when t- things start.
1: I think Taylor is.
0: I think when things, I think he's alpha male enough that okay. if things start to not go his way. Yeah. You know. He'll turn into Rodney. You, me, and a friend were talking. We're <laughs> quoting Rodney yesterday and saying, "You better relax, bro." <laughs> um, and I could see Taylor going that way.
1: He seems good-natured right now because he thinks he's on top of the yes. tribe.
0: Sure, he's he's win- He is the winningest person on a winning tribe. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. So I feel like he. I don't think he can win, but I think he might go far. Fabio Jay, I think can win. Yeah, I think he's way more. Aware, yeah, than uh, than Taylor is, um, even in the, as we just, saw in
1: the preview for yeah, next episode,
0: yeah, I think he's just smarter, and it's you know, but obviously, he's smart
1: I'm, enough to not get sucked into a bad alliance,
0: yeah, but I think he's smart enough to drop it when he needs to, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to uh, season 26 27 that had Reynold and Eddie and I think there was an alley the in there. People. Yeah. Like, Reynolds and Eddie stayed for a while, but the yeah. two attractive women they brought with them uh, did not last long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, those four tried to stick together as long as they could. I think Jay will sell out Taylor as soon as he can.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting is that Michelle was talked about as, as the fourth in that, yeah. and she's already not in it by the I, end of the episode.
0: And I think she's, I could see it being a situation where She's definitely, she's a tentative fourth. She's like a soft fourth. She's a floater. Yeah. Um, but somebody that they will probably keep in their good graces. Uh, they will try to stay in her good graces. Um, so that in case they say, hey, uh, we need you to vote. Are you going to vote with us?
1: Completely. How do you even think you're at the top when there are only three of you and there are seven of them? Just do the basic math.
0: Beca- I, I don't know because you are oblivious enough if you're oblivious enough to think that
1: or confident then you're clearly
0: enough. yeah or overconfident egotistical uh, yeah. solipsistic narcissistic whatever you want to say um if you're enu- if you're that enough to think that then you're probably that enough to i don't know to to not recognize when you're alienating people like he, taylor hasn't done anything to objectively alienating anybody like right. he hasn't been mean to anybody but he also doesn't realize that simply by making this by who,
1: isolating himself
0: yeah. who was it that that was like kappa kappa whatever it was i don't remember <laughs>
1: hannah did. that was
0: hannah that's right i do like hannah a lot but i'm i'm the prone kappa to
1: kappa survivor yeah <laughs> that's what she called it
0: uh, yeah. And so it's I very feel- true.
1: It's very sorority. Having spent the weekend with a bunch of sorority girls, I will attest to that. Just mean girls. Yeah. Like this mean girls mentality that you're not outright being mean to everyone, anyone. Mm-hmm. However, you have gone through life aware of the fact that you and your two girl posses control the whole school. Yeah. So you are outnumbered. As far as numbers go, but you influence, you're the cool kids who influence everyone else.
0: Which is why to pivot to Zeke real quick. (laughs) Yeah. It's so interesting how much that cyclone and that break that they took where we looked it up, everyone, the tribes were separated.
1: I feel like we can't talk about Zeke without talking about the evacuation. Yeah. So let's definitely bring that up at this point.
0: So, you know, this cyclone happens and, you know, they have to be evacuated. And it's, you know, it is, it is very interesting that like Jeff brings this tarp and you and I thought it, what, you know, everyone who knows the game said like, oh, it must, it's going to get worse. It's going to get so much worse if they're just giving us stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: Some players, very savvy. Other players I could hear commenting like, oh, is this bad? Yeah. Oh, Where are I? Where am I right now? What's happening?
0: Um, But yeah, so when they were evacuated, you and I were curious to know what exactly that looked like. Mm -hmm. We we, uh, hypothesized that they would take them to Ponderosa. Mm -hmm. What they instead did was they took them separately, two separate tribes, you know, so they couldn't mingle with each other. Um, Put each of them in a white room with no furniture, no mattresses, and they did not feed them. And they stayed that way for nine hours. Um, and they were, in, they were, I don't know if they were uh, prohibited, but it sounds like they were pretty much prohibited from talking to one another so that the game couldn't continue because they didn't have cameras on. They won't have cameras on everything. So then everybody comes back. Yep. And Zeke, I guess, just made a decision. And
1: previous to the evacuation, he was like, these, these are children. I don't, I'm not going to get along with them. I feel like I'm on the outs. Yeah.
0: And he's just kind of keeping a distance from everybody. Yes. Post. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you described it as a reset Mm -hmm. and it just feels like a reset where it's like everybody's getting to their beach for the first time and you have like two days two or three days, I think at that point to look back on your game, like everyone is just sitting in that white room thinking Yes, and everyone's just like, okay, what, what have I learned over the last three days? Like I might've done something terribly wrong and I think I can probably, can I fix it? And Zeke clearly looked at how terribly they built the shelter and the fact that there was no real, nobody really leading that everybody was just kind of playing around and being goofy. And I think he realized, I don't think I'm going to declare myself the leader, but I think we need somebody to step up and just give directions. And because Zeke is who he is, he's not an alpha male type. Right. Nor is he like a really like, you know, bossy woman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like those are the two that people get angry at.
1: So he could become the leader.
0: Yeah. But he's like a funny guy. And not put himself in a dangerous position. Exactly. He's very charming.
1: And I don't think he sat there and thought, I'm going to become the leader.
0: No. But I think he recognized what needed to happen Mm -hmm. and realized no one's going to do this but me. And yeah. And so he gets fire started and he, I don't know. And everybody just kind of falls in line, which is interesting to me. Um. So I'm very interested to see what will happen with that development.
1: Yeah. It's a weird group of males on that tribe. Yeah. We have Zeke, older guy. We have Jay, the real estate agent, but he's in with the Kappa Kappas. Right. Along with Taylor. And then we have Will, the 18 year old high school oh, student. Yeah.
0: That's right. Who's who's something of a non-entity so far. Um,
1: and then we have Adam, the homeless shelter manager. I do like Adam. Who has been very interesting so far but and could yeah. have taken on that role. I think so. I think those are the only two.
0: Yeah. I feel like he, I feel like Adam could do very well because he's smart, he's fairly athletic, but I think he also is content to just let everybody else be in the limelight for a while. Sure. And just, if there, if anyone's going to start slinging arrows, it's going to be at each other and he's going to just hang back And, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: he's he's a smart player.
0: Um, now as far as the, the women on that tribe, Mm -hmm. I like Hannah a lot, but of course, as I said, I'm prone to like people like Hannah. Sure. Um,
1: I thought Hannah was doomed.
0: Why did you think that
1: visually, um, even some of the other misfits as that, you know, the freaks and geeks Mm -hmm. as they're calling themselves, like they visually are still pretty people. Yeah. Um so just like glaringly obviously Hannah just looks more nerdy. You know, I'm not yeah. saying she's ugly and they're all pretty. Right. Um she just visually just didn't go with the rest of the the women on the tribe. So I thought she would be out because if she was socially awkward in the way that Dave has been on the other tribe, yeah. and they had lost, I guarantee you she would have been out.
0: Yeah. If for if for no other reason, excuse me, if for no other reason then uh, like if they had lost, I think they still would have gone with her, even if she just behaved the way she did, because she she's not really in with anybody right now.
1: I totally think she's in. You think so? Yeah, with Mari, they had a great conversation. I guess that's,
0: I, I guess that's true. And sometimes all you need is one other person. You don't oh, need to I be definitely part of the think one of
1: the three Kappas would have been gone. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess it's yeah. I guess I, they would probably take out Figgy. Because the other two guys are like strong guys that they're going to need for challenges, but they would probably go after her.
1: Yeah, but millennials don't even think that way. They don't care about the next challenge.
0: I, I really think Zeke, Ta- Zeke would have made an argument. I think Adam would have made an argument.
1: Regardless, like, I don't think it would have been Hannah. Yeah, I guess,
0: that, I guess that's true. She's in the true. majority right now. Yeah, I, I was thinking in terms of she's only with one person But the two of the, like, that's her closest alliance. But then she's in a larger alliance as well. But then
1: Mari talked to Michaela. Yeah. I think, I'm sure it all circulated. We just didn't see all of it because A, it was irrelevant because they won, you know, and B, there's five of them. But so the women on that tribe, Hannah, Mari, Michaela, we've talked about Figgy, and Michelle, the missionary.
0: Yeah. They, she got a little bit of screen time because it was established that she is a missionary. Mm Mm-hmm she seems very able to connect with people socially and
1: yeah, the missionary and, and Hannah, she's yeah. like, I'm, I'm a good Jew. I don't know anything about the Bible. Yeah. And hysterical. the fact that
0: this is something the two of them found uh, were able to somehow bond over. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was interesting. But, um, but that's the thing is uh, because it's not merely that Michelle is a Christian. That's, that doesn't buy you anything on the show. It's the fact that she's a missionary, that she's like putting her money where, where her mouth is, that everybody just assumes she's honest and trustworthy. And she knows that like, hey, I've just been given this. I don't even have to work for it yet. So just like, this is great. And so I like that she's a lot, a lot shrewder than she would appear to be.
1: That could go either way though. You know, being labeled as the missionary Christian on the show. Mm-hmm. Either you're a freak, but like the Kappa Kappas wanted her in there. That just yeah. is a testament to like, she is very fluid and very much a chameleon. And I think she and will add in flow. Exactly. So. She's like a hot missionary. Yeah. So that's a weird combination because if she was socially awkward, I think that she would have no game.
0: Yeah. Um, and maybe because of the type of missionary she is. mm mm-hmm. Where it's very interactive with people. Um, Maybe that has just allowed her to be just more charming, more generally sociable, and can fit into almost any situation.
1: Especially with strangers, because that's her job.
0: Yeah. Uh, And be very non-threatening. That's Mm -hmm, the other thing. Um, So, okay, let's uh, flip over to Jen. Can
1: can I just read, though, the quote that Taylor said about millennials?
0: Oh, but this was uh, in his, like, uh, pre-game interview or whatever yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he didn't say it on the show it's in his bio if you want to read it on cvs they asked like what do you think millennials are and he's like come on man for open-minded liberal self-expressive upbeat connected tech savvy and we invented the words sicky sicky nar nar ratchet clutch bay and lol
0: i've only heard of the last three
1: yeah, that just goes to show that we are not millennials. I've heard Ratchet, I think. Narnar?
0: That's new to I'm me. I'm guessing I it's Narnar,
1: just... even though it's G N A R.
0: Yeah, maybe g I feel 90
1: years old right now.
0: You know what? I'll say this. If the alternative is using fluently the terms sicky, sicky, and narnar. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> but
1: there's that Facebook video that's floating around of all these old ladies, and they say, What do you think bay means? Like they all have to yeah. sit around and guess what these words mean. That's literally what we're doing right now. Sure.
0: But, you know, but hey, three is not three out of what is that, six or seven? That's not bad for me.
1: Well, LOL is not a word.
0: It might as well be to these dumb millennials. And I recognize that uh, our listeners are all millennials. Oh my I apologize. God,
1: do you think it's in the dictionary?
0: not yet the real one not the urban dictionary right no not yet but i think it probably could be oh someday oh my
1: gosh if only um, to clarify for old people that it doesn't mean lots of love
0: oh, no it means laugh out loud right yes okay go. we
1: know that i know i'm just but but making mothers sure i know have it. not known that
0: lots of love
1: yeah like they like someone has died and then they write a note <laughs> 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 i'm thinking of you, lol <laughs> And then their adult children are like, mom, why are you laughing about this death?
0: And I like the idea that it's like, well, when you get as old as I am and you outlast anybody, you're just happy about (laughs) it. You just laugh like a (laughs) supervillain. So, terrible. I know. Sorry. But you know what?
1: com. It will, it will brighten your
0: day. It is a lot of fun. Okay. So now okay, that we Gen know X. what a what an idiot uh, Taylor is, <laughs> tails, uh, let's tales, let's move right. on to uh, to Gen Xers. Okay, start listing them. And uh, okay, we'll
1: go through the guys since yeah. we did that first. So we've got Paul, who is clearly the oldest, debatably the biggest. Yeah, um, Ken, the model, who is thirty three at yeah. time of filming. I'm pretty sure he's thirty four now because we yeah. we've gathered he was the one born in eighty two. Because sixty three, born in 63 to 82 mm. is the survivor definition right. of Gen Xers. Um, so, he's definitely on the cusp, as are we. Because he's the model who said he lived off the grid in Maui for nine years. And therefore, knows how to build a shelter. Yeah. Um. So, that seems like an interesting story. And then we have Dave. Yeah. The TV writer. Um, Chris, the... Southern trial lawyer. Yeah. And Brett, the Boston insurance agent.
0: Now, uh, okay, so let's...
1: What are your impressions?
0: I like Chris a lot. Yeah. I think he's very smart. Yeah. And I think he he's physically strong. He's very smart. And I think he's socially savvy Mm -hmm. he seems like he could be an alpha male type but he he isn't
1: i think same with ken i think saying hey listen to me on how to build a shelter and then not having any um eyes on you to get voted out like that's a quick way to get in in the doghouse like day one to say listen to me i know what's up but he seemed maybe maybe the reset really helped him too and the fact that their shelter Collapsed with a tree on top of it yeah. It was just like well let's start over
0: Yeah I do feel like Chris Brett Uh huh And Wait Paul Ken Wait
1: Paul is the oldest
0: Okay no okay Paul Yeah Chris and Brett Yeah I feel like the three of them Are are, are l- really l- latching on to each other And I feel like they could be around for a while Definitely. um cuz i think they're looking out for each other and between the three of them you have a fair amount of strength and a lot of intelligence and some pretty strong social savvy yeah uh so i don't so you know if their tribe keeps loo- losing i think they're going to stick around um which means i think all three of them make the merge mhm and i don't know i feel like that's that has the potential to be a really strong uh alliance what's weird if though- paul doesn't mess it up
1: yeah, he's iffy for he's iffy. me on on those three. I think Ken would do better. I think Ken will do especially well because once they mix it up, mm-hmm. I think that he will oh, be able sure. to transition into hanging out with millennials very
0: easily. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but uh, I think Chris
1: can too, even if he is older. I don't know how old he is. We didn't really look up ages for anyone except the oldest and yeah. youngest on that tribe.
0: I've developed a theory already mm-hmm. about Chris in relation to the millennials. Okay. Were he to make the merge?
1: Yeah. Why at the merge or just mixing up tribes?
0: Oh, I guess mixing up tribes too, but, uh, but yeah. Um, anytime he has to interact with them. Yeah. I think. Brand, uh, uh, not Brandon. Damn it. Uh, I'm, I'm not great with what, what are you talking about? Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Taylor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oddly enough, I just feel like I need to call him Brandon because he just seems like a Brandon to me. Um, because Brandon seems like a, no, maybe Probst because of, is
1: not going to have to call an emergency gathering and evacuate him from the the show and he won't be invited to the oh, reunion. That. No, no, no.
0: I just meant the name Brandon because I associate with Beverly Hills 90210. Um, <laughs> so uh,
1: um, if anyone yeah. is Brandon, it is Chris. Have you ever watched that show?
0: Not in many, many years.
1: Brandon's the ish. The what? Isn't that the same as the shit? But I just didn't want to swear.
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: I don't either. Now I feel old Now again. we feel old, yes. Damn it.
0: So, yeah, just say shit. Okay, so...
1: Brandon Walsh is the shit.
0: Okay. Absolutely. I was more of a Dylan man myself, right? <laughs> he's, you mean he's you like think
1: the... you're like Dylan? No, not at oh, all. <laughs> I was like, you no, need to I'm rewatch
0: saying, that show. I'm saying that guy's the... No, I'm David, if anybody, obviously, right? <laughs> So, okay. Um, (laughs) No, what I was going to say is I think Taylor and Jay. Yes. Though I do think Jay is smart. Yeah. I feel like, again, this is a theory based entirely on what I have seen of the, of Chris Taylor and Jay. Okay. I think that Taylor and Jay are going to view Chris as a father figure, but not in a good way. I think they're going to really focus on like, that guy can't tell us what to do or whatever. And just, I think they're going to have it out for him. Yes.
1: Oh man. I have the opposite theory.
0: The very fact that he held on to them during the challenge today, Uh, singled them out to hold on to them so that his, you know, so they couldn't get their, their clubs. You could look at it that way. And I think like, or I had the thought like, they're not going to forget that. And just the way he carries himself, I think they are going to hate him.
1: No, here's the other way they could look at him. Okay. Like, Brett Favre was a quarterback for many years. Okay, He's I've just, heard like, that name. Cringed. I
0: was just like, uh, here hear we me we out. Go. You
1: don't need to know a lot about football okay, to okay. understand this. All right. I don't know a lot about it. And I may be corrected by my friends who do after they hear this. But like, you know, he was a quarterback for a long time. To the point where he was one of the older guys on mm-hmm. the team. But, you know, I just I could see Chris like I'm the cool older guy, but we're bros. Because I think Chris could
0: adapt. Yeah, it's it's possible. It certainly is not unheard of. I mean, he could be almost a Rudy type, except he's not quite, you know, Rudy's no, a grandfather type, no. you know, and everyone likes him because he's a grandpa. But um, I but, think yeah. he's
1: like a penner.
0: Hmm. Oh, boy. I don't see that at all. Don't get me wrong, I think Chris is very smart, and I think he's very articulate, but there's just, there's a gruffness to him. I see and Chris a as a th-
1: Chris, the other Chris, from that one season, uh, nine.
0: Nine, Vanuatu, the way. Yeah, winner? yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow, you and I have very different takes on these people. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I, I really like Chris. He's oh, like yeah, the we player both... I'm, he's the player I'm coming away with, uh, from Definitely. this episode. No, we
1: both love him, Yeah, but we have different predictions on how yeah. others will react to him.
0: Yeah. Um, but, uh, like Like Penner
1: and Malcolm got along. You know what I mean? That's what I see happening.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I guess I just see that like Penner because see, I see, uh, David as somebody who could become Penner. Oh no. Or Steven.
1: He will become... Or Cochran. Not Cochran, because Cochran's way funnier. Sure, absolutely. But he was incredibly paranoid and nerdy and was singled yeah. out his first season. Yeah.
0: And I do think they're definitely setting up either an early departure or a redemption story.
1: For, Dave? for David. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you watch this enough, that it's like, okay, they're really focusing on... For a guy who didn't get voted out <laughs> yeah. and got only and one even- vote thrown his way... Yeah. like. They focused on him a lot, and I think it's because well, they he's gave be him a bigger... lot
1: of material.
0: Sure, but I think they they could have gotten it from other people.
1: <sighs> but they they weren't getting anything from CC. Where yeah. did you know? We'll I get guess, to that. Where did all of that come from?
0: I guess he was a very effective red herring. Um, yes, but yeah, uh, but I I I like David. I think it'll be a situation. You do? I do. Oh my gosh, I want him gone. I think it'll be sort of like Aubrey. I hope it'll be like Aubrey, where he's just like panicky and doesn't really know where he fits early on. Aubrey and then had finds a bad his, first episode. Yeah. And she then he cried I think,
1: in the shelter.
0: Yeah. And I think he's a guy who likes Survivor, maybe even loves Survivor, but now that he's here, suddenly realizes, oh, right, there's a lot of elements to this that I'm not equipped for. And I, don't, I think he's having a panic attack.
1: I don't think he can socially turn around. Even him trying to patch things up, he wasn't calming down. He's, his eyes were literally bugging out of his head.
0: Yeah, that's true. And he reminds me of somebody, I can't remember who it is. It might be... Oh, I can't remember her name. Another survivor? Another survivor who... Even when she was trying to calm people down, just her energy just didn't do it. Just exactly. didn't allow it. Exactly. Even when she was telling the truth. Even when what she said was good.
1: Who was she talking to? What does she look like?
0: I think it might have been PG. Um, yeah. Where, you know, because you had Abby never being crazy and she yeah. was trying to like plead with other people. PG just was not, just yeah. came across as just a little bit too aggressive at mm-hmm. times. And just, I don't know. So I think it could be that, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, no, I, I, maybe it's less that I like David more than I'm interested in him. I'm interested to see what the show does with him because his could, it could be a complete implosion. Uh, I think it the already next, has in been the next, I mean, to the degree of, I forget her name, but the woman who stood up on her stump last season. Jen. Oh, her name. Oh. No. Um, you know, and just like made these big proclamations. Like that's a full on implosion.
1: <laughs> that was the best. I just want to watch that tribal council again.
0: Yeah, that's true. Man. There are elements to last season that I feel like I enjoyed and I would like I'll to watch, watch it. I
1: love all of it until they announce the wrong winner. That's true. Um Okay, should we talk about the girls on this tribe? Yes. We've got Lucy. And Sunday, Rachel, Jessica, and Cece.
0: All right. Not many of them made much of an impression. Sunday did a little bit.
1: Sunday has great confessionals.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: She's a youth pastor from Minnesota.
0: A youth pastor named Sunday.
1: Funny, yeah. It's
0: very strange to me. Jessica
1: Um, is the one who found the clue and got the double eye infection.
0: Well, that's not what, the clue. Didn't give for the eye infection. Just
1: wrapping her up quickly. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, and we'll talk about the that clue in a minute. But um, yeah, that's that's what I remember about her is those yeah, two things. Exactly. And, I, and let's briefly mention that eye infection because last year, last season looms large. Um, we were wondering because her eyes look bad, and bad. we were wondering like why if she has a bacterial infection. People have been pulled for that before, but we I think what we decided was. Well, it's not an open wound, Mm -hmm. you know, so maybe just giving her pills is enough and she'll be fine.
1: I don't understand though. Are you allowed to get antibiotics? I think so. I remember Reed saying like anything you could get over the counter, they will put in your little kit, you know, Mm. like there are tampons, there's Advil, stuff like that. Mm. But antibiotics are not over the counter.
0: I don't know. It just seems like the we fact that we... It. Yeah, and maybe ne- maybe in the next episode, like, medical will be looking at her or something like that, though I feel like they'd probably uh, reference that. Um, totally. Sounds like something bad happens next time. Oh,
1: yeah. Paul has a heart attack.
0: You think so? Yeah.
1: Paul or Brett? They're the two biggest guys.
0: Yeah. You never know. It could It could be Chris.
1: I mean, last season, I guess I anticipated different people um
0: yeah but like when you're talking about a heart attack it's not going to be anyone from the millennials tribe you know you don't know i don't know high but school it's basketball just
1: a, players drop of heart attacks and die
0: but i feel like that's a weird fluke although i guess this i guess survivor could can bring strenuous
1: yeah um but no i think it's i think it's one of the older guys yeah.
0: um so uh
1: back to the ladies yeah lucy barely know her
0: yeah, I can't even picture. She's Asian. Okay.
1: She's a dark-haired Asian. Yeah, Rachel as opposed to Rachel, is the blonde Asian. Right. Exactly. Sunday made an impression, Jessica did and then CC.
0: CC made a bit of an impression. A um, little. Just because mostly because of her comments early on and when she's talking about millennials and then it cuts to who is it Michaela on the other side? <laughs> who just kind of kept making facial expressions like what's she saying? Um,
1: it's sad that it's like one black woman talking about another,
0: well, she's not directly talking about her, but it is odd that they keep cutting back and forth. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, the women didn't really make much, uh, of an impression, Mm-mm. um, really on either side. Now that I think about it, it really, really only Hannah, I like Sunday, but like only Jessica's Hannah, a hard and... player.
1: She definitely participated in a lot of the conversations about who should get voted out. Yeah, with those three guys that we like. So
0: yeah, I guess. And you know what? Maybe honestly, the clue and the eye infection overshadowed what she's doing but that doesn't mean she's not doing anything
1: she didn't say anything funny or quippy so I just feel like she's just yeah. less memorable but she was definitely a player
0: yeah yeah. as always it'll be interesting to see over the next few weeks like who emerges yeah you know because the strongest per the, the strongest personality who in the first he episode
1: merges oh oh oh
0: my god we're sold so, so we're moving on, on. Um, so this legacy thing.
1: Yeah, Legacy Advantage.
0: The legacy Advantage, where you get this thing, and if you if you have it in your possession until day 36, then you get some kind of advantage. Right. And if you get voted out, you have to give it to someone. So someone's having, is going to have this. That
1: part is genius. Yes. Because the idols go with the person voted out. Yeah. And that becomes boring.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, like if you... If you will this to somebody, do you have to do it in front of everyone? I don't know. Because if you do, that puts a target on their back.
1: Right. Nobody knows Jessica has it right now. Right. Yeah. Can she do it after she leaves and then the producers give it to the next person secretly?
0: I feel like it would have to be that because if if it becomes clear... That, oh, this person has to will it to somebody. If you're around on day 33 mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, well, we all know who has this thing, right? So let's vote them out. Let's vote them out and maybe she'll give it to me. Totally. You know, so. Uh, That'll
1: be interesting to see. Also, what is day 36? Final five, final four?
0: I thought 36 is a final... I thought it was a final four, but I might be wrong.
1: See, that's where it starts
0: to speed up there at the end.
1: Right. Exactly. A lot happens on days 37 and 38. Yeah. So also you can't really use anything past final five because at final four, if you win, you're choosing the final three and that can be choosing the end.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be that, uh, the thing they did last season where you can remove a juror, which Mm -hmm. turned out to be, both effective and dramatic interesting uh in the moment
1: totally, and what's interesting is that these these players got to view last season,
0: yeah, that's true,
1: well, it aired, I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure they film in June yeah, I'm not sh- that's what happened with Reed's season okay. like I think they film every year in June, July,
0: right, okay. two seasons
1: in a row, so you know, like the all stars. Filmed then as well. Yeah. And they have to wait until the spring for theirs okay. to air.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's always an advantage um, getting right. to see exactly. developments. Um, exactly. So, uh, and that's the thing is, you know, when Steven yeah. got his advantage, he was not able to see the season before. Um,
1: what was his advantage?
0: That he got an extra vote, and yes. I think that he could take somebody else's vote away.
1: Yes. Um,
0: I think the, the season before, Dan had it, um, but uh, – or did they – oh, shoot. I think I'm getting it wrong. Oh, no. He was able to see that because they left immediately.
1: No, oh, yeah. That's, that's right. right. I forgot about that. That's, that's true. Like
0: that Yeah, that's the – yeah, they they saw literally everything that season had to offer and then started playing. Right. Um
1: that's where Aubrey would have a disadvantage because she left watch after watching her season. Mm-hmm. And then left immediately again to go film. So she she didn't get to see this season.
0: Yeah. So I don't like, know. I'm bad at keeping track of this kind of thing. She's not
1: going to know what the legacy advantage does mm. or no I guess none of them will. So that's an equalizer like I at the very least and who knows if they even do it with the all stars
0: right and I do I hope they don't do this in lieu of the idol I don't think they will I think there'll be idols around right
1: there's no way they got rid of idols altogether
0: yeah
1: it would make it really boring
0: like last season they had you know the super idol which was a neat idea um you know the 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 things that they've been th- the wrenches they've been throwing into this the last few seasons mm-hmm. I've actually liked mm-hmm. for the most part, the idea of taking somebody's vote away and using it your own way is I think really good. The super idol is fun. Um, the, the
1: jury member not voting f- yeah. is I thought that was stupid, but obviously Michelle used it very well.
0: Yeah. So it's uh and, and I think this legacy thing could work pretty well. It definitely, I mean, obviously you already have incentive to make it to the end but when you have the it's it's sort of like there have been seasons of the amazing race where if you win the first leg you get yeah. the opportunity that if you make it to the end if you win you get an extra million really yeah oh i
1: don't gosh. think it's
0: ever worked out um thankfully for them but uh but yeah it's it's it reminded me of that where mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. a little bit of extra incentive but boy it's an incentive because mm-hmm. if you get an advantage on that on that last section, like, yeah. it could be a winning situation. Yeah, that's true. You know, can you imagine if if Rob Sesternino got an advantage that late in the game that basically guaranteed he was in the top, that he was in the f- the final tribal? You know, it can make a huge difference. Yeah. Um. So uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, so ultimately, Rachel got voted out. Uh, it was
1: the lesson is you just don't volunteer for the puzzle, guys. Yeah. You don't do it. Don't Shut volunteer your mouth. for anything. Don't volunteer for anything ever get to the merge and then win your own immunity.
0: Yeah, there was, um, I remember, I think it was survivor China where there, the first guy voted out was a guy named chicken <laughs> and his, his theory was what we just said. It's like, I'm not putting myself out there at all, uh-huh. but he became almost aggressive in that and people saw him as like just unwilling to participate here's here's the sweet spot somebody assigns you a thing to do you push back a little bit and you say well i'm not really that great at that even if you are great what you just say you say like well i'm not really great at it but i'll do it you know you put that you 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 push back just a little bit and then if you if you Pull it out, then, hey, great, awesome. If you don't, then it becomes the fault of the person that suggested you. Yeah. That's the key.
1: I see what you're saying.
0: Anybody who volunteers themselves or anyone else is the person at fault.
1: Yeah. Are we talking about challenge specifically?
0: I think challenge is specific. Okay,
1: okay. I think I was imagining things around camp.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of challenges. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy who said. Definitely. The person who Hey, starts, I'm
1: not that great of a swimmer, but I'll try.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you need to wait for someone to suggest you. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. We've got this figured out. You and I should go on blood, uh, a blood versus water season and totally dominate. We would not. We would not. We'd be voted out. I uh, would fry. Uh, I'm going to say second and third. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, but yeah, they they did kind of a weird thing. We mentioned before about uh, David as a red herring. Um, hmm it seemed like it was going to be a split vote between David and Rachel. And then suddenly Cece gets voted out and she was very surprised by it, as were we.
1: I mean, here's the thing. The first vote is always scattered. Yeah. Alliances are not completely formed. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about an alliance already splitting votes. That's yeah. even more chaos. So yeah. I, I get it. And there just probably wasn't anything on her to put on on the show. Yeah. Which is and,
0: fine. And maybe there was a discussion where it's like, you know what? Let's not vote for David. Let's vote for Cece. But there's been so much talk about David that, you know, they want to keep it.
1: Really? Because David is the one that talked about David the most. They talked about, like, maybe he has an idol. Yeah. But it was like, oh, yes, let's split. Done. But he was also,
0: I mean, to say, like, he's suggesting somebody else has an idol. Then he goes to look for an idol in, you know, plain sight. Uh, Like, he's doing a lot of big things. And so he's a clear, I just mean from the point of view of the editors, like
1: exactly. Oh, he's they want them so much material. Yeah,
0: they want to try and make it, they don't want it be, to be obvious that Rachel is leaving.
1: Yeah. So, so he's the clearer,
0: he's the clear choice. Hair. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, cause if it's, if they say, well, it's between Rachel and Cece, every, every viewer is like, well, it's going to be Rachel, obviously. But um, anyway, exactly. So, uh, so, okay. I think that's about it. Um, it's good to be back. Uh, we hope this, you guys
1: enjoy. Yeah. We really hope we can be consistent with it.
0: Yeah. We'll do our best.
1: We will do our best to watch the show live and then record immediately after. Yeah.
0: And if it looks like we can't, maybe I'll just like record a little one minute thing that says, hey, everyone, we weren't able to do that. We'll we'll get to it in the next couple of days. Yep. So we'll do our best. Uh, in the meantime, this was, uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, everybody who who requested that we come back. hmm for the rest of you as for boy yeah it has been a while you (laughs) couldn't remember how we started i couldn't i can't remember how we ended can you go can you do it
1: as for the rest of you got nothing for you grab your stuff head back to camp
0: bye